You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to Bilbar.com, use promo code Locked On, get $10 off that next order at Bilbar.com. When you use promo code Locked On, on today's show, we're going to talk about Alex Gordon's final series as a Royal and the Royals ending their season. On Thursday, the Royals started a four-game set with the Detroit Tigers, and that's when, of course, Alex Gordon announced his retirement, and that would be his final series. And there's a lot to dive into, but let's start on Thursday. On Thursday, the Royals won 8-7. Gordo went 0-3 with a walk. Mondesi continued his hot streak and went blazing hot 4-4 with two runs scored, two RBIs. Perez 2-4, three RBIs. Francoeur goes 2-3 with two RBIs. And Bubich struggles again. Bubich did not have it to in this season. He kind of went through a a rookie season. You know, he had some ups, had some downs. uh, But he worked through it. Hopefully he can... uh, be better and closer to that top end projection you had for Bubich next season. But on, on a Thursday, he went four and two thirds innings, eight hits, four runs given up, three walks given up, and five strikeouts. Josh Stomont also had a rough inning of work on Thursday, and Barlow and Hahn continue to be impressive. Barlow and Hahn, uh, I think, kind of are, are proving that they can be legitimate pieces for this bullpen in one capacity or another. Uh, I don't think that either one of these guys you'd feel comfortable as your 7-8-9 pitchers on a competitive winning team. But as guys that are firemen and can get you out of situations and can uh, bridge the gap between your starter and those 7-8-9 guys, uh, you'd feel confident, I think, that, that they can get that job done for a winning ball club. Uh, on Friday, the Royals won 3-2. Modesty continues to be red hot, 3-3, three for three, with a walk and RBI and a run scored. Gordo goes 2-4 for four and Brad Keller put the finishing touches on his great season. He's had six innings, four hits, five strikeouts. Brad Keller was impressive. He had it, and it was a great way for him to end this season that, you know, without COVID, I mean, if he's able to start the season from opening day and he has two more dominating performances, is he in the conversation for Cy Young? Would he at least get Cy Young votes? I mean, he finishes on on Friday. He went six innings, four hits, five strikeouts, no runs given up. I really like what Brad Keller's done. And I think that, as I've said before, in the midst of you drafting Asa Lacey this year, in the midst of you drafting Brady Singer and Chris Bubich and uh, Jackson Coward and uh, Daniel Lynch, Austin Cox, in the midst of you, of you drafting all of these young pitchers who you feel confident about and you think that maybe there's not even enough room for the young pitchers you have drafted, Brad Keller made a statement this year. Brad Keller is, to me, firmly entrenched in that mix of when you start projecting what the rotation will be like the next time Kansas City has a good baseball team, the next time Kansas City goes to the postseason, who is included from this roster onto that one. 
I think that Brad Keller's name will be on there. I think that Brad Keller's name will be on the playoff roster the next time Kansas City's in there, and he'll be your three starter, your four starter, and he's a heck of a three or four on any rotation. Brad Keller was phenomenal this season. And then Saturday, the Royals lose four to three. Uh, every single Royal wore the pine tar in the back of the jersey outside of the pitchers because, of course, pitchers cannot have any foreign substances. Uh, but the pitchers who were inactive and the pitchers, I believe, that as they came out of the game, uh, they went ahead and did it as well for Gordo. As you all know, Gordon does that all the time uh, with the pine tar in the back of his jersey right over the nameplate. Uh, around the league, Moustakis, Hosmer, Hill, Strom, they all joined in for their various teams doing that for Gordon as well, who again announced his retirement uh, before this weekend series. A nice inning on Saturday from Stomont to end his season. A great bounce back from him to work a clean inning. Uh, Tyler Zuber as well had a clean inning to end his season. And Tyler Zuber is someone who I think that you look at, and although he's had some struggles uh, at different points this season, uh, he has been so impressive uh, this season as a young pitcher. And Stomont and Zuber, although Zuber has had way more struggles than Stomont, I think that Stonemont and Zuber are the start of your next back end of the bullpen, uh, back end of a dominant relief system, uh, Zuber and Stonemont. So for those two guys to end their season on that high, uh, on that clean inning of work, was awesome. Uh, Sunday, again, Barlow and Hahn, who we've already talked about, had a clean inning as well. So you know, those four guys really heading into the offseason on a high after some really good seasons out of all four of them. Uh, and then Mondesi goes two for three to continue his just scorching hot stretch. And then on Sunday, uh, Alex Gordon handles the lineup card and is pretty much the manager of Sunday's team. Uh, he puts himself in the leadoff spot, gets one final at-bat in Kansas City where he strikes out. Uh, his average goes to 209 in his final season with Kansas City, uh, and then he checks himself out of the game uh, and really walks off the field from a field, has that amazing moment, family was there, everything like that. Uh, so Gordo only played in one inning for Kansas City before Frenchie Cordero came in to relieve him, and he got that, that send-off in his final game, uh, did Alex Gordon. Great weekend for him. I mean, they did a lot for him. Uh, the jerseys, cutting the number four into left field, into the grass, that was awesome. The players, his old, his old teammates around the league, respecting him uh, and doing that for him on their jerseys as well. That was awesome. And then having him handle the lineup, build out his own lineup card, and then uh, substitute himself out of the game and get that, you know, kind of moment for everyone. I mean, I know that there was no fans there and no one got to see it live, but it was still a, a good moment for Royals fans to kind of firmly close that chapter of Royals history. And like I said on last week's show, Gordon deserves a ton of credit for retiring. It's never an easy thing to do to retire. It's especially not easy whenever you have this organization that would absolutely welcome you back next year. Absolutely would give you that final send off and you'd get that, ovation from the coffins from the coffin crowd you would get that send-off from at least teams within this division if not baseball wide but at least these teams from the division would give you that big send-off as well and he turned it down and he said look I know that I'm not a good player anymore you know I'm not a good player anymore and you have a lot of young guys who can play this outfield spot while we would love to continue this this chapter with Alex Gordon and do and to close it out in a way that feels satisfying to us he did what was best for him and he did what was best for the organization. But that does not make the, the feelings <laughs> hurt less for Royals fans, but it was good for both sides to end this thing now. We all knew coming into this year, back in January, whenever he was teeter-tottering teeter around if he was going to play or not at FanFest, that this would be his final season. 
Of course, no one projected this to be his final season with no fans in a 60-game season and the wackiness that happened for with COVID, but we all knew that this would be it and that next year the Royals would have Khalil Lee and Kyle Isbell, especially Cordero now, uh, and all these young players, Nick Heath, all these young, young players uh, litter that outfield where you cannot just have an everyday spot with Gordo, and I don't think that Gordo wants to be a, a bench player for most of the week. Uh, in, in baseball. It's just not his role. And so it was a it was a mutual parting, I think, and it was a parting that's best for both sides, although Gordo deserves way more credit because Gordo could have came back, and Dayton Moore would have totally welcomed him back. Uh, the ownership would have as well. Uh, he was not pushed out the door by any means, and so for him to be uh, able to evaluate the situation with a clear head and what's best for him and the team what was pretty cool to witness. But in this game, of course, he loses the game in the second inning, uh, but the story from this game outside of Gordon, was Brady Singer. Brady Singer ends the year with a seven-inning performance. He gives up three hits, one run, and then strikes out five batters in this one. Brady Singer was electric on the mound on Sunday. Again, the one run is nothing to scoff at in 2020. You will take one-run games all the time. Every single start, you'll take that from your young pitcher, he was awesome. He had his swing and miss stuff. He had his control. He had his command uh, that he did not have against St. Louis, uh, but he was able to rebound quickly on Sunday to end the season on a high note. And you should end this baseball regular season and start the postseason with a box of Built Bars. Built Bars are a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to Pilper.com, use promo code Locked On, get $10 off that next order. That's right, that next order. You do not need to be a first-time customer. If you purchased Pilt Bars before, you can still get $10 off this next order whenever you use the promo code Locked On. Protein bars that taste just like a candy bar is what you're going to find at Built Bar. They have 100% chocolate on the outside, soft and easy to chew. Great for losing or maintaining weight. Just perfect for the keto diet. Everything you need in a protein bar right there with Built Bars. They even have six new flavors, and my favorite of these new flavors has to be the cookies and cream. I cannot wait to get my hands on that cookies and cream because it just sounds so fantastic, and every Bilt Bar is truly fantastic. But that cookies and cream is just one of the new flavors. You can also get caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon on cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, uh, all at BiltBar.com. Promo code locked on. Save $10 off that next order. So Sunday, of course, we end with the bats as we start with Brady Singer and, uh, and Alex Gordon. Uh, the Royals won 3-1. to one. Uh, Alex Gordon, in that one plate appearance, in that one at bat, strikes out. Uh, uh, Whit Merrifield goes 0-4 as well. Mondesi stays hot 3-4 with a run scored. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, Dozier got a hit. McBroom got a hit. Um, pretty awesome from him. You take it. You take it. McBroom got that home run. Uh, against uh, Scooble, you'll take that game from Kansas City. You'll take that ending to Kansas City season. They do end up with the seventh overall pick in next year's draft, uh, which, you know, for a team like Kansas City, of course you always want to be picking near the top if you're not going to go to the playoffs, you're not going to have a winning season. But I will say that this draft seems early on, of course it's still early, early, early on it seems like a um, – pitcher-heavy draft at the top where teams at the top are going to want pitchers and then pitchers are going to fly off the board. So for a team like Kansas City who's already stockpiled their pitchers, you might get the chance at the second or third best bat in this draft even while picking at number seven if you want to go that route. So something to look forward to there for the MLB draft next June. Uh, But 
we do have the playoff field set. We'll talk about the playoffs tomorrow and, and preview what I think will happen in the postseason. And, you know, we'll, we'll recap the playoffs every day on this show. Look, it's a baseball show that happens every single day, and the Royals aren't playing anymore, so we still got to talk about baseball. And so we'll do that with the postseason. Uh, but I do want to talk about the Mondesi streak. And we can do this more tomorrow when we have more time. But Mondesi September was fabulous. Mondesi September was incredible. And, you know, Jeffrey Flanagan and other media members are taking victory laps over, this is why you don't write the kid off. Okay, when people were writing the kid off, though, what did Flanagan say? What did you say at home? What did anyone say? Small sample size. Well, we had an over two-month stretch of bad baseball being played. Over his entire career, Mondesi has played more bad baseball than he has played good baseball at the major league level. I hope that this September wakes up Mondesi, he realizes his potential, and he comes out on fire next season, and he turns into the prospect and the player we all thought he could be. However, I'm not going to assure you of that. I'm not going to tell you, oh, look at Mondesi, he's an MVP candidate over a good month. You talk about sample sizes when a guy does poorly, you have to talk about sample sizes when a guy does well. And for Flanagan, uh, who is supposed to be this MLB.com beat writer and and this legend in Kansas City, this legend in the baseball media world, which he is, uh, to literally take victory laps on Twitter about how great Mondesi is. Relax. You're, you are doing exactly what you hated other people for doing. You're, you're taking a small sample size and you're pontificating on it as if it's going to be uh, what he's going to be the rest of his career. As if the rest of his career, he's going to be the third best hitter in baseball like he was this 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 month. You think that's going to happen, Flanny? You think it's going to happen, random Royals fan right now? Look, I hope that this is a great streak for him and it turns into something great for him and it turns into beneficial for the Royals. But I'm not going to say it's affirmatively going to happen. I'm not going to say it's absolutely going to be uh, you know, Mondesi MVP candidate from now on. It's just not. We don't know. And sadly, the track record is still in favor of him being a bad baseball player versus him being an MVP candidate. Now, what do I want to happen? I want him to be the MVP candidate. I want I want everyone to be right who said that, that Mondesi can be an MVP. I want everyone to be right who says that Mondesi can be one of the best players to play the game. That is just beneficial for the Royals. When it's beneficial for the Royals, you know what happens? More people listen to Royals podcasts. And you know what happens when that happens? I get paid more. But at the end of the day, it's too early to take a victory lap. And it sucks for Mondesi that this season ends the second he figures out how to take a walk. But he's got to be able to duplicate that next season. He's got to be able to duplicate that uh, moving forward. And it helps. Let's just put it out there. It helps only pay, playing the same teams over and over and over again. I'd be more concerned if he faced these same pitchers for three months straight and still couldn't figure it out. Look, I am so happy Mondesi figured it out. I'm so happy Mondesi figured out how to hit at the major league level because he always had good defense. I'm so glad that that happened. But could this easily fall back off a cliff? Absolutely. We're not out of the danger zone yet. And you should be excited for Mondesi. You should be excited for what this stretch was. You really should. But to take a victory lap and act like you know that next season will be the exact same result. He's had good stretches before. He's had stretches like this before. It's never been who he was forever. Hopefully, this is the time. 
hopefully this is the stretch. Hopefully he will be the MVP candidate. He will be the all-star. He will be the top shortstop talent we thought he could be next season and beyond. But to take the victory lap over a month in which you've, you're facing the same pitchers over and over again, the same guys you faced for three months is a bit strange to me from someone who is supposed to be uh, this incredible media member, especially. And look, I like Flanny. Uh, I, follow, I've, I've followed him on Twitter since I was a kid. I, I like Flanny. But that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And you're never going to lose whenever you do that. No, To me, that's kind of him just fishing for applause from Joe Blow and Lenexa, who is just hanging out on his couch scrolling through Twitter during a Royals game. Uh, yes, it's it's going to get you a lot of retweets. It's going to get you a lot of positive feedback and, and reassurance in yourself whenever you say, oh, look at Montessi. He's going to be an all-time great. And you start wagging your finger at, at everyone who tweeted at you about how, how they don't think that Montessi will pan out to the level in which uh, he was supposed to. You get to start wagging your finger at somebody over a month. I hate to break it to you all, but the people you're wagging your finger at have a bigger sample size than you do in their favor. And outside of Dayton Moore and Mondesi himself in this organization, I have one of the biggest stakes in him being good of all because whenever he's good again, it helps the Royals be good. And when the Royals are good, it helps me make money. I want him to be good so desperately bad. And I hope that this streak that has been fantastic, and I've talked about it all month long, I hope this is who he is. But to act like anyone who wrote him off was it is just disingenuous if you act like they're an idiot for writing him off because they still have the scoreboard over you. You're making a comeback in the game. Those of you who pounded the table for Mondesi, you're making a comeback. You've won game four. It's 3-1 now. Let's see if Mondesi can come back from down 3-1. You should be so happy and excited about Mondesi in September and hope that Mondesi from September is going to be Mondesi next February and next April and next October, hopefully, if Kansas City's there in an expanded format. But if you still have reservations about if this is who he is, you're totally valid. And for fans, I would expect you to just believe in September Mondesi and go full force in the next season, beating the drum for Mondesi again. But for a media member who's supposed to have been, been around the block a time or two to act like Mondesi's figured it all out and he's going to be a Hall of Famer now and anyone who ever doubted Mondesi, who still, by the way, after this fantastic month of baseball where he's the third best hitter in the sport, is batting 256, to act like he's going to now turn his entire career around for sure, it's disingenuous at best. I hope that he's figured it out. And that's a heck of a sign. I've said that since September 1st, before he won this hot streak, I said, in this last month of the year, the Royals are not in playoff contention, but you do need Mondesi. You need these young guys to prove to you that they have something in them. You need them to get some confidence heading into the offseason. You need them to get something that they can take with them into the offseason program. This is incredible for the Royals. The Royals are so happy Mondesi's playing well. That way he gets that, that taste of of success at the big league level heading into his offseason programs, it's fantastic. But I'm not sure if it'll be sustainable. I pray it'll be sustainable. But I'm not gonna doubt I'm not gonna I'm not gonna scold you if you're somebody who's doubted Modesty before. I've doubted Modesty before. 
He's given you plenty of reasons to doubt him. But now, you had a good September, and let's sit back and see. Let's sit back and see if he can do it. I hope he does. You hope he does. Let's see it. Tomorrow, we make our playoff predictions. Wednesday, we talk about the AL uh, postseason and dive more into the NL postseason as well. Wednesday's going to be a fun day of baseball. I mean, you thought four-game Friday was fun. Try eight games on Wednesday. Be good and be good to one another.